0: Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for soul growth. Come journey with us through astrology's energetic cycles and get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars.
1: Hi, I'm Sumaros Ninikan. Today, God, Cosmos Insightful Conversations has the wonderful panel octopal symbols, always about the new moon. And it's at the end of the year and it's all synergetic. We're going into the solstice, we're going into 2024. Dynamics are happening after the eclipse. Sagittarius is that vision beyond. Sagittarius wants it's to journey. Many times we think it's physical because we live in physicality. We are an incarnated soul. We are a spirit with a body. So we think, oh, I'm going to go to China. I'm going to slow boat to China. Remember that old ancient song? Maybe not, but that's jazz, man. That's way back when. So, but whatever slow boat or fast boat you're taking, it could be to the stars and beyond. Our visions, Zeus, the great mythological god of the heavens the Olympian God, was on earth bringing these dreams that we have in mortals, some semblance of the heavens through all the different stories. That isn't where we're going today, but it's where I'm going sometimes. And so with that said, I think my panel has a lot to say. And this is, we're ready now for archetypal symbols.
2: Synthesizing the new moon consciousness through archetypal Sabian symbols, numerology, lunar mansions, tarot, and astrology, all together illuminating a new moon vision story, this is your Archetypal Symbols Panel.
1: I'm Sue Rose Minahan, collaborating with guests weekly since 2018. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, consultant, workshop facilitator, and lecture speaker, I'm a Dwarf Planet University graduate, charter member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club. I have an AA degree and a fine arts music degree in jazz. I'm a certified color energy life coach, a writer, artist, musician, and ardent pathologist, a student of esoteric philosophies
3: and life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Michette, a professional astrologer, intuitive numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward.
2: And I'm Justin Crocodelze, an archetypal Jyotish astrologer, yoga meditation teacher and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology and I specialize in predictive, electional and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology.
1: Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, and And today today is a gift, gift. and And that's that's why it's called the present. I'm unwrapping the ribbons. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Justin. Hi, Liz.
3: Hey. It's good to be here. Yes. The year's yeah. almost over. I can't believe it. It went so fast.
1: <laughs> I know. And all the celebrations. It's like the calendar thankfully has a little joy speckled in once in a while. Like, yippee, we're getting together for stuff. Well, let's jump into those slides and see what it is. And for folks, just to remind you, if, uh, oh, well, you know what? You can't quite see it. But Justin's website is his name, justincrockettlc.com. And Elizabeth Mouchette can be found through her name or a light past. So we'll go back to that and always find it on Talk Cosmos. So what is archetypal symbols? It's everything about metaphysical symbols. We envision those intentions. We refocus a visionary story. Any comments?
3: That's good. Go on. Okay.
1: Yeah, very good. And this new moon for Sagittarius Led, actually, Jupiter does rule Sagittarius. So my little preempt conversation had some real merit. It's at 20 degrees in the third decan. They go by 10 degrees each, 40 minutes. And these are code words that it has because it expands. It makes everything bigger. Jupiter is a huge, the biggest in the solar system. And even vibrational astrology says that anything it touches just expands it huge but in sagittarius go ahead lead on liz justin
3: well it, it since it's in that um, third decan it reminds me of the leo energy of coming from the heart so in you know sagittarius is mm-hmm. expansion and travel and foreigners and you know philosophy
1: ah fire that's right it's fire it's instinct and taking risks
2: Justin, yeah, did you have a- and I and you know it's it's great that we always have a Sagittarius moon this time of year because uh, if a person has especially Jupiter and Sag, the the way they grow is through setting goals and visions, and that's really a a big theme of this moon is about setting some really great goals this year.
3: Oh,
1: good. The numerology, yeah. The, two. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
3: the degree of the sun and the moon is at 20, so um, 20 breaks down to a two. So with the two, we have duality and partnership, and it's very intuitive. And zero is anything is impossible, infinity, limitless, hold us, group relations. And then yes. I also wanted to re- say that December 12th is a 12-12 day, so I like when numbers mm-hmm. repeat. So there's significance. Yes. We have the one and the two and then the one and two together add up to three. So we have the first cycle of completion, you know, one of new beginnings, two of partnerships, three of creativity. And so it's like, that's really fabulous for this new moon. Isn't
1: that beautiful self creativity and partnerships. It really goes along with later themes of us because if we're going to have goals, such as Justin just mentioned, it really is ourself, our our creativity, and how are we going to get it together with other people? In a nutshell, perfect. Justin, did you have?
2: No, did go I ahead. Not...
1: No, <laughs> I can see you smiling. Okay, so along with the metaphysical arts, and of course, these arts are so extensive, but we're trying to laser them into some focus on our pyramid of of this. New moon, that we're trying, the light as it begins to emerge. And temperance, Liz brought up. She helps with these slides, uh, and then I design them, is the 14th trump card, and it's temperance. It corresponds to Sagittarius.
3: There you go, Liz. Yeah, finding the middle and common ground and synthesizing, blending, peace. Justin?
2: Yeah, and I might also point out, you know, The temperance card is about whether you about making a decision and are you temperate about it? Meaning, do you take risks or do you just, as the angel's doing here, just stepping the toe in the water? So, this is this is about decision making and and looking ahead and and how are we going to how are we going to push forward? Are we going to be temperate or are we going to just throw it all all and take risks?
1: Oh, that is absolutely pinpoint laser. Perfect. How incredible. I mean, I happen to have some Libra, but besides <laughs> that, it, it when you come up with goals, I mean, so often one thinks about, yes, I want this or I want that. I was just having a workshop with Dougal Fraser, who said, think of one cold word for the next year because many people are focusing on this turning as we're going into the new cycle. And I was thinking of this and that and whatnot, but A lot of times they're action-oriented or emotional feeling, but it still comes down to that decision. And leaping is a big part of it. Teeter-tottering, maybe we'll just fall in. Okay. (laughs) The, The chakras, that means small constellations of stars in the Arabic language, which, of course, held on to astrology all during what was the Westerns' dark ages and the Arabic Islam golden ages during the Middle Ages there up through I think 800. And so many of our astrologies, the lots and whatnot are taken from our brother language with the Arabic. So the new chakras is known as lunar mansions. might be an easier word that people says, but the moon travels through these. The moon takes 28 days to go through its cycle. so it's a huge focus. Justin, please.
2: Yeah, so in this particular Nishaktra, so uh, it, the the moon in the Vedic is in Scorpio, but it doesn't change because it, it's still the same moon. And so this degree of Scorpio is very similar to the 20 degrees Sag in the tropical. And in this particular Nishakra that it's that this moon is in, it's in Jayastha, uh, in the third Pada. And the the this uh, Nishaktra is related to the, the leader, the elder, the, the chief. And uh, the ruling deity is Indra, which was chief of the gods, or also god of transformation, mm. storm and lightning, as we can see a picture there. on, He's with the storms and he's on the elephant. And the ruling planet for this is Mercury. So that's something we'll talk about when we get into the charts and looking at Mercury. And uh, the keyword themes of this is Transformer fighting for change whether it's social welfare technology new age humanitarianism so it's we're going to at this particular time where as we move into the new year we're more apt to see avatars show up in our society uh, that are focused on as we're looking towards the new new year and pluto moving into aquarius who are those transformers and and who are those chiefs who and that's what this moon is really kind of Giving us an insight into,
1: very beautiful, and I love ganache. In a sense, I don't know if it's ganache. The elephant that's also yeah. with Indian lore, Our, you know mythology. It's all combined. And the umbrella. I know there's other symbols, but they all. I, I'm beginning to think they kind of an umbrella. What does that do? It protects us. It's like an overarching uh, something that of a shelter that encompasses everything. Would you say so? A little bit, am I interpreting that yeah. right?
2: That's okay. one interpreting, yes.
1: Beautiful. Liz, unless you had a comment, we'll, we'll raise up. Right okay. To the Sabian symbols. They were channeled in 1925 by spiritualist medium Elsie Wheeler with astrologer Mark Edmund Jones. Each one is an image and a spiritual essence, and they're for every one of the 360 degrees. So we focus on three, the past, present, future. Linda Hill of Australia does this, and it's many do. There's many, many astrologers that have interpreted these since then. And we also, in our interpretation, begin with a traditional standpoint of looking at the asc- ascendant, and we use the eastern time zone, because for our continent of the United States and Canada, our national nation capitals are sitting back there so it's like okay for everybody we have to choose something and so we go from the ascendant then to the mc at the top of the chart and then the new moon itself all right so we will jump in for the ascendant it is 15 degrees 33 minutes a cancer ruled by the moon and because it's a 15 we're going to look at the one before 14 degrees 15 degrees and 16 for those that Go onto the YouTube rather than podcast. You can look and really investigate these slides as we continue moving on. Cancer fourteen, a very old man facing. This is remember prior, a vast dark space to the northeast, fulfillment and transcending and changeless wisdom, and why? Because permanence in truth, Liz.
3: Cancer fifteen, the degree of the ascendant in a sumptuous dining hall guests relax after partaking of a huge banquet the need exists at an early stage of human growth to materialize the concept of fulfillment materialization of the spiritual
2: and then cancer uh, 16 degrees and where we're going towards is a man studying studying a mandala in front of him with the help of a very ancient book and what we have here is a deep concern with problems raised by the process of personality integration or confirmation.
1: So, in a nutshell, can we wrap that up as far as like if we're
3: going go, from, from. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: go ahead, Liz, and then I'll, I'll tell you what I'm thinking.
3: Well, to me, you know, a vast space to the Northeast, um, to me, it, it's like doing meditation, but communing with the planets and the stars. And, oh yes you know, because they rise yes mm-hmm. Go ahead. and so then the materialization of the spiritual so that's kind of like the meditate that's another part of the meditation and a practice and um the last part of it is um you know the stars are really old so it's like even though it's not a book the sky is a book in a way
1: mm, yes and trying to put this together with how we live how do you apply it
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I love how this ascendant is a cardinal sign. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's telling us that change is afoot in here, of course. And and I and and I'm looking at this as a person that's searching for as we move into the new year, searching for some sense of what's true there in and our collective and we're trying to materialize the spiritual aspect of it. And ultimately, the third one is about going to some source of of, of truth. And, and I always love this Cancer 16 because it reminds me of a person looking at astrology chart. An astrology chart is a mandala. And um, so, it, and of course, we can look at the personality integration through uh, the astrology. So this is just showing me that we're all sort of at the end of the year, kind of re-evaluating re- uh, the outlook and where we're going.
1: And I thank you for reminding the fact that it is in Cancer because that is so packed with our emotions. It can become just very, and the phases, you know, it's a changing environment that we are experiencing depending on how it links up with things. So this isn't static. It's motion, like you said, cardinal. Powerful, very powerful. Well, let's see. Next, we have the mid-heaven, medium coli, as it, it represents, It's in Pisces, 27 degrees and four minutes, just right after that degree. And the Sabians, however, we're going to include Neptune because it is conjunct at 24 degrees, 54, almost 25 degrees. So they're really about two degrees differently. And therefore, if we go prior from 23 to 28, it's a roll. It just rolls right through. So that's the name of the game right now. All right. And to mention, this new moon is going to be at 6.31 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll begin. Now, remember, this is Neptune coming in at 23 prior. What led into right now a materialization medium giving a seance. So, hey, things pass and you want to know, oh, what's it about? Ability to give one's own vital energy to substantiate one's conscious ideals or unconscious desires. Substantiation. Liz?
3: Pisces 24. On a small island surrounded by the vast expanse of the sea, people are seen living in close interaction. Um, The need to consciously accept one's own personal limitations in order to concentrate the energy and to live centered and fulfilled life centralization. Interesting.
2: And Pisces, 25 degrees, a religious organization succeeds in overcoming the corrupting influence of perverted practices and materialized ideals. And the keynote for this saving symbol degree is the power of the soul to intervene in the personal life and to induce necessary catharsis, purification.
1: Now I know that the two of you want to just roll right past, but I am I meager mortal soul is going to give a little recap and you can expound or not and i'll go on because for me immediately leading up to this is i'm a body but i know there's spirit so i'm trying to get this all packed together and so i'm on my own here and and centralizing and focusing on it and then to really do that is this catharsis this purification process of maxing it together with pipe with neptune that's a big, broad subject. Is there anything you want to say that corrects me a little bit before we jump into? The I MC? I want to add.
2: I know I agree with everything you said, and we we look archetypically. The Neptune represents the collective, and mm. uh, and I, so I love how this the saving symbols a lot of time can show a process that's happening here. So we see a process of the whole collective here um, trying to. Uh, realize what our, our, mm-hmm. our limitations are right now. And we're, well, first of all, we're trying to meet some certain ideals and substantiate those. And then we're learning with all these relationships on this small island of earth to to mm-hmm. to know where our limitations are and to be more focused because our society can keep us scattered. And and then of course, we're ultimately leading to where we're, the Neptune is trying to show us to induce a necessary catharsis and to heal and to purify and so i love how a lot of times when you look at the past present where we're going it shows a process and that's what i see in this you know just agreeing with what you were saying
1: good liz should we go on or did you know a-
3: I'll, I'll have a comment um you know continuing with the meditation or the review of the ascendant degree um and So it's like reviewing what we want to keep and what we want to let go. So we're at a new moon. So it's an opportune time Mm -hmm. to to mobilize the energy of the new moon (laughs) to bring in the new year um, and review it. So um, and it's like, yeah, it's like being um, around others in our communities and in the Mm -hmm. world and. So it's like, I want to say it's like asking us to stay grounded through the process.
1: (laughs) I have my big, I got to know the name of this huge, great big stone that I got at a wonderful shop there in Seattle. It's a grounding stone. All right, let's see what the next three go. Because this is the MC itself, 26, 27, 28. Just a natural domino, like the tide rolling in with the moon, right? It's coming in, it's going out. 26. The, the the link here, linking into what's happening, watching the very thin moon crescent appearing at sunset. Now, that's just whenever it, when it's going to emerge more. Different people realize that the time has come to go ahead with their different projects. Oh, my goodness, this is so much what your uh, Vedic, you know, having that cause with Indra, I think, is about. But the key. You know, it's a keen appreciation of the value of individualized responses to any challenge of life. And the key word factor is the fallacy of totalitarianism. I said that right. In other words, isn't there isn't ha, a major highway of it. There's many factors. You know, if, this, if I look at a solar panel these days, the strength of it is like this honeycomb. There's many, many little factors involved. But also what leads me to think here with the very thin moon i know liz you're with the new moon uh, um, altars and vision boards that i've experienced with you that the diana's bow that is that thin crest where the light begins to emerge and one has that potentiality you can whatever you have to say but go on with the next one
3: uh, yeah i'm going to go on with the next one pisces 27 the harvest moon illumines a clear autumn sky, the light of fulfillment that blesses work well done, consummation.
2: And then Pisces 28 is a fertile garden under the full moon reveals a variety of full grown vegetables. The key note is the full satisfaction of an individual's basic needs. And what we're dealing with here is ultimately abundance.
1: I think that'll be my code word for next year, abundance. That might relate to everything. Good feelings, everything.
3: (laughs) Well, positive abundance. You know, kind of recap it. It's like um, the first one is talking about the new moon because even though there's no moon on the new moon, but usually about a day and a half or two days later, there's the you know just the sliver of a crescent. And then the second one talks about the full moon, and the third one talks about the full moon. So it's like all this lunar energy, and we're talking about that today. So. I I like that, how that incorporates with what we're doing today.
2: Yeah. And I love how I, I totally agree with you. And I love how there's a key word or a key phrase there in the first one, which is where we're coming from. It says that the time has come to go ahead with different projects. And as we see with Sag Moon here, of course, um, you know, I love how Pisces is a mutable sign. So, I mean, we've got Cardinal, which is that beginning of new things. Um, and then Pisces being mutable here where it's time Thank to you take, you know, mobilize as we were saying before. And, but that we're also realizing n- not everybody's going to do it the way we are, believe what we believe. And we need to think about fulfillment here and what, what we've already been looking at our limitations, but what, you know, what fulfills us and that ultimately uh, the full satisfaction of just abundance of having our basic needs met as we go forward on the planet.
1: Yeah. And it does remind me as you were speaking about Pisces, remembering that we are also working with Neptune and Neptune rules Pisces, modern ruler. And it is often that archetype of the, um, the underdog, the one that's in the hospitals, the ones that are, Need the helping hand of compassion and and forgiveness and etc. So there's many ways to heal our blights. I'm gonna jump to the sun moon. I think we have two minutes. I think we can do this because we added extra goodies at the end here. So we'll go on. The sun, moon, 20 degrees, goes 19, 20, 21 of Sagittarius. It happens to be in the sixth house of our daily life. And uh, our routine. So the where we're coming from at 19 are pelicans, an amazing bird with a great big huge beak that gets their fish, is menaced by the behavior and refuse of men, the human beings, we should say, seeking safer areas for bringing up their young. And the key note here is for people to be concerned with the future, to discover a new way of living and a more wholesome environment, Oh my goodness, is this on target? So it's all about survival.
3: Liz. Sagittarius 20. In an old-fashioned northern village, men cut the ice of a frozen pond for use during the summer. Foresighted use of natural resources to, to supply future needs, assuring supply.
2: And then Sagittarius 21 is a child and a dog wearing borrowed eyeglasses. The key note here is the use of imagination and make believe in anticipating higher stages of development, or as we say, learning through imitation.
1: Isn't that what a kid does? My goodness. Yeah. Go, go ahead with your great feedbacks and then we'll be right on
2: target for a little. Go ahead, Liz. You go for...
3: Well, this reminds me of, you know, Sagittarius 19 of having shelter. And then Sagittarius 20 reminds me of, well, we have to have food. And clothing and then when we have our needs met then we can venture out and be creative and have fun and play
2: maybe even read a
1: book no mm-hmm. okay and justin
2: yeah book. i i i love how this all goes back to kind of how uh that one of the basic keywords for sag is exploring or mm-hmm. or, or reaching out and so i i i think this this shows that you know, here, the first two really speak to sort of this reaching out and survival and, and making sure that we have all of our needs met at this particular point in time and some future needs, and that how we're going to do part of that is by learning through watching others or, or watching how others do it.
1: Yes. I think we're ready for the break. I was trying to get back to uh, – I, I can't navigate these slides. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Return with us, please. Archetypal symbols with Sagittarius New Moon with Elizabeth and Shad and Justin Crockett, Othi, and myself. Sue, see ya. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond. Sagittarius travels to far places physically and mentally to find the truths of life.
3: This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9am, thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, December 19th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. Hope you can join us. Plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or for a personal reading with Natasha. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9am to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Talk
0: Cosmos brings insightful conversations to awaken consciousness for the soul growth with hour-long programs every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on KKNW. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel and Facebook page. While you're there, make sure you click the like and subscribe buttons so you get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers and to find out about upcoming programs sign up for the newsletter at talkcosmos.com so grab your coffee tea or kombucha and enjoy the show
2: talk radio for the heart and soul alternative talk 1150
1: well goody we're back again with our great tribe of three And I'm going to ask immediately, although I think it's a particular event, but if you do have a particular event, otherwise, just please share your website and people can get for consultations and then we'll roll on. Justin, well, we start with Liz. Liz, go ahead.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm seeing clients for consultations and doing some private tutoring at this time and working on classes for the new year. Ooh, beautiful.
1: And that's a light path. And I know Liz is working with myself. We have some things coming up in 2024 and probably with Justin too, but not unwrapped yet. Our present <laughs> is going to be in the future, right? Justin, how about you?
2: Yeah, just really focused on, on uh, the client consultations right now, helping people look at 2024. What does that look like for you? And so that's what I'm really focused on right now as we get into the new year.
1: Oh, beautiful. And I might add, for Talk Cosmos, at this next week, we have Good Vibrations, which is about the equinox with Linda Barry, who's a master vibrational astrologer who studied and is, has classes with David Cochran that really developed this. And she develops it too. So, And we have a new member, Robert Pacchetti. And it'll be very exciting. And then at the end of the year... We won't have anything for Christmas because of music. So listen to KKNW, they'll have lots of holiday music, just happens to be in that little time. So we can all have a little siesta and unwrap those presents that we're looking forward to for the next year and our thoughts and our intentions. And at the end of the year, we have a special 2024 with Justin coming back and Michael Bartlett, who has been on before and been the past president of Kepler College and, just remarkable things so there's fun stuff oh and i want to remind folks that starting in 2024 archetypal symbols will be the first sunday of the month because the moon keeps changing and we are changing too all right leading on (laughs) uh okay we did those yes people when is it happening between the 12th and the 13th depending where you are in the world it starts in the afternoon in Hawaii at 1.32 p.m., going to the West Coast at 3.32 p.m. On the East Coast, it's 6.32 p.m. That's in the evening. And in Greenwich, meantime, for London, England, it'll be, which is usual, universal time at this time of the uh, season, it's at almost midnight, 11.32 p.m. However... If you're over there in Australia, we had Alan Clay and Melissa Billington on, and there are Australian and New Zealand and other people down under in Australia. Oh, okay, it will be on the 13th. In fact, it will also be in Central Europe. Pardon me, folks. Central Europe will be in the morning at 12.32 a.m., and then jump to 10.32 a.m., in Australia. That was fast for the podcast folk, but I hope you get a chance to go on YouTube. We thank both and all of you. We appreciate everybody. Some observations. The Moon and Mercury, they're out of bounds. They don't have to follow the Sun. They're doing their own tempo. So if you have emotions that are off the record or thoughts that are going beyond what you think, it's happening. It happens twice a year with Mercury, and I think the Moon goes through these Huge extended periods where it's out of bounds. And we're in that phase of it. And Liz and Justin may have thoughts.
3: Yeah, the moon is out of bounds from December 12th through the 16th. And then Mercury's out of bounds. It has been out of bounds since November 16th until December 15th. And you're correct that Mercury normally goes out of bounds a couple of times a year. But in 2025, it goes out of bounds a lot. Or 2024. No, 25.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we have some time, but <laughs> we're getting ready for that. Well, we might need it then, because life gives us what we need. Mercury, in the meantime, is going is on the precepts, pre- You know, like right at the edge of going retrograde. So it's stationed. it's really deep. It's just standing there, right, thinking what it's thinking. It's not moving. It's not moving. Because eight hours later, a little bit before that, it's going to go, What well, is apparent from Earth in a retrograde review time. Time to double check all the digits. Double check what you send in a text. Double check everything. Just you're already looking backwards and forwards. That's what retrograde is. Instead of just going forward, we have that opportunity to go backwards and forwards. But it's in Capricorn. So we want to get to what is really the real deal, folks. And it's uh, that's happening. We can talk about that. Meanwhile, there's always a shape, and it's called a locomotive. Edmund Mark Jones, who was that spiritualist working with Elsie back there in the 25, 1925, made these patterns. There's seven of them, I think. And this was a locomotive, an engine, going forward, and it's in Venus. And the caboose at the end is Uranus. So it's going to be unusual. It's going to be sudden, I'm trying to get those values Venus is ruling a lot in our charts, where we're coming from collectively in the south node and Jupiter, the biggest ruling the sun right now too. And Uranus—they're both in Taurus.
3: And I wanted to say for those that don't know that out of bounds means out of the limits. So it, like the, the boundaries aren't there, it's beyond Earth's orbit, people push the limits. Um, it's a, a unique energy, we think outside the box. So those planets just don't act normally. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, And when you say outside the bounds, thank you for elaborating. Our uh, sun's path is within a range of 23 degrees and 44 minutes. It's usually rounded off to 23 and a half minutes. And anything outside of that, the sun can't go, but the planets can. They, they're all at a different slants and, and orbits. And so therefore, that's what we're referring to. Justin, did you have a thought?
2: Not, not till we go to the slide. Okay,
1: one. let's move on. So, what's activating us? What's driven? We think of those as squares, and we think of those as hard, but they don't have to be hard. They're just getting our mojo moving and our oppositions. And go ahead if we want to comment on that. We have, well, I'll say the sun and moon is having a T square. That means it's got, it's in a activating. With conjunct Mars, loosely, seven degrees, but it's still powerful. And at one end, it's got the MC with Neptune, and the other is Juno of our, of our alliances.
3: Right, so whatever kind of changes that we possibly want might want to make, it's like we have a lot of planetary energy involved in that. So um, yeah. Neptune, it's like have a vision, um, the MC, you can make it happen um, Juno you know is, you know, do you need a partner or a team to work on something? Mars is energy and drive, and the sun and moon are there too. So the lights, the moon, yeah, our will luminaries. and our
1: emotion, and then the ascendant, how we actually motivate or not motivate, but actualize our root physically, just managing in life, is really trying to work with the wounded part of ourself. This really gets down, I think, to the heart. This is for this ascendant with cancer of of working to find what be an inherent thing that we can't heal on our own that we need to align as a purpose for other people that has merit justin what would you say about yeah I,
2: I think something here that we really haven't focused a lot on and it's really kind of important is mars uh because mars we've seen mars in the last month there was a mars a uh, sun conjunction in in scorpio and now we're seeing a sun sun mars were uh, exact degrees conjunct uh, before this new moon in sagittarius and so i think mars is you know mars is about how we take effort and action and drive and whenever the sun and mars are conjunct especially in a personal chart it represents somebody that's a little bit over the top or really driven it's all about you know there's a really strong focus here with that, that Mars pushing the sun to take action with something. And, <laughs> and, and, and I like also this, it's mentioned here um, the ascendant, which is Cancer, is squaring um, Chiron, which represents uh, the wound, and it's trining the new moon. So there's, there's uh, you know, whenever we, we talk about squares, it's attention, it needs to take action. And so this is really a great time with the Cancer um, squaring Chiron and Aries to really heal. And this new moon is allowing us to, to, with Mars and to, to really take action and explore, uh, direction when it comes to healing our, our Chiron of, of and Chiron and Aries is about uh, value of self. At this yes point in time
1: and it is a process as we have been mentioning it is so strong and i'm glad you reminded about mars because later if we can get there there are other aspects that, that are empowering ourselves if we take advantage of them of opportunity and mars is inherently connected to both of those beyond these where it's motivating how we explore things to creatively figure it out and then what it means to us personally so and okay so going into this here is the chart itself. And we're going to kind of we're going to try to get through all of these but here the yellow the orange is one aspect with the Chiron and the ascendant. The red is that T square with Mars and the sun and moon. And then the circles are that other uh, blue one, which is a trine, which is a supporting, can't forget it. We're going to the trines next.
3: Well, and Chiron is in Aries. So Aries is ruled by Mars. So it even brings in that Martian energy to, you know, it's time to do whatever healing of wounds we can of, you know, peeling off some more layers perhaps, and then sharing what we do know and help others too.
1: It is deep. I know on a personal level, without going any further, it's all being brought home to me. And you think sometimes you've healed, but yet, thankfully, life just wants to present more of a it's kind of like putting the frosty I don't know if it's quite like that whatever let's go to the next one.
2: <laughs> I, I, I want to say something if we could stay at the screen for just a couple of minutes sure. here because there's a lot here go ahead. Um, and, and that is that you know I, I think it's also important to note that that Chiron is conjuncting the north node and, and Aries and and you know we've kind of kind of danced mm-hmm. around that pen here on the on the show the the nodes. Um, you know, are an 18-year cycle, and and that south node being in Libra, which is about relationship, we've already talked mm. about that with the 20, the numerology and partnerships and relationships are sort of this elephant in the room we're not talking about here a lot, you know, and so there's something here about that Libra and relationships and the Aries of self, and, and so I think it's, it, with it being conjunct the Chiron there, this is giving us an impediment because Aries is about initiating new things and taking action and and so this is initiating us to evaluate our relationships that don't ev- value us or relationships that don't bring value at this particular period of time and to really to to uh focus on on initiating some new things towards healing and valuing ourselves, and that cancer ascendant is 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 asking us to do that are we feeling nurtured are we feeling taken care of mm. and loved?
1: Oh, wow, well, this is heartening. Okay. The flowing, harmonious, supportive act, which everything's in balance, but still there's like things that are e- easier going. And it is, just in a nutshell, that one with the new moon itself, with Chiron, that wounded he- healer, that wonderful archetype. Last week, if you want to know more about it, listen to Tracy uh, Quinn Quinlan and Dr. Laura Tad on Planet Buzz. Just last week. We explored Chiron in depth. It's a wonderful archetype. Jupiter Trine Mercury, this Mercury that's out of bounds, that is station is, is going to go retrograde. And Jupiter that rules the whole new moon, but is opposite Venus that There's a lot of connections here of partnerships and alliances, right? We we had Juno. So, but meanwhile, Jupiter is our belief systems and we are working, we're we're, we're trying to get the essential nuts and bolts, you know, in Capricorn of how are we going to rebuild this whole process? And it's not immediate, you know, getting the architect for any blueprint takes time or understanding it.
2: So can I I say, mm-hmm. No, can I say one thing about that? So I think yeah. it's also important to realize that Jupiter is retrograded still at this point, and it goes direct at the end of this year. So a retrograded Jupiter mm. trining Mercury stationing retrograde is really maybe not necessarily the decision point of time. It's an evaluation point, I would say. Oh. And mm. and because Taurus, which is what Jupiter's in, represents values, Um, I think there's some evaluation of values. Um, That's the way I would look at that. I'm not sure what what you think, maybe Liz or Sue. I I like
3: that. And Mercury's out of bounds, stationing retrograde. It's like, and Jupiter's retrograde. It's like, I would say, Take the ideas and write things down, or think about it. Don't open your mouth in case you. Might yeah. Say, I feel brave, and I'm going to say something. Well, maybe that's not the right time to say it. It's like really think about it and process, exactly. and synthesize it, and then you can say it.
1: And it reminds me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Risks. Jupiter. Remember, we were saying about how many risks we want to take, and about that decision. And it is like, is it if you have an financial advisor just to explore they always ask what's your risk tolerance are you someone that wants to dive in deep or just put your toe in and kind of make sure if it's tepid or lukewarm or what and that's really i think what you're both saying is remember there is a risk and consequence and sure life has it has you covered it's going to help you down the line lane but it might be easier looking at that 18 year cycle to work a little bit from experience let's move on we have here's our chart and again the green is going to show that in earth i think that's one thing to realize that jupiter and mercury are both in earth they're grounded basically they are which is amazing because essentially they're in the hot sky they're looking at things on a very cerebral instinctive but they're in earth that helps us out and meanwhile the others sun moon mars and chiron all on fire so it's instinctive and that's tricky business when we're talking about chiron our wounds how are we linking all this up
3: Anything well i would on? say jupiter and mercury yes they're in an earth sign but uh there could be some weird things going on with being grounded because i mean here in the northwest we just had some floods i hear there's tornadoes raging around so i think that We need to stay grounded, but we might not be as grounded as we want to be.
1: No, it's an objective. Yes, right. Justin?
3: No, nothing.
2: Okay.
1: Well, we have added a few thoughts. And there's a star, too, which I hope will be after this, but we'll mention it. Because we're bringing up, I was bringing up the point that, okay, we have our mojo, action-oriented, hard, squares, oppositions T-squares, all of that, which is essential. We have also the trines, the flows, the 60 degrees, the, the connections, that is, or 120 degrees of the tomolo- t- Ptolemaic. Ptolemaic. I guess I see the P and I think, what to do? Ptolemaic aspects. But we're working beyond, and there are quintiles, which is, When you divide it in five, 72 degrees, and a septile, which is 52, of seven. And vibrational astrology will say that the quintile of five is playful. No agenda, but we're exploring things. Like the little kid punching, you know, putting, it has a round hole. Will this stick in it? Will that stick into it? What can we do? And we do that with life. You know, the tribes used to, indigenous people always played games. They interacted in this experiential it's experiential. But seven is very internal. It's hard to really elaborate on. It's a work in progress. But meanwhile, both of these are factors that we, is our talents, things that we can work on. We have abilities. They're not just happening in life. They're sitting there. So with that said, these are some of them. Do either of you want to... Yeah, I'd like her. to
2: say something about the quintile. So you're we we're talking about it that it's a it's an ability to turn creative mm-hmm. inspiration into mm-hmm. concrete in products. And what jumps out to me at this chart is the the uh, quintile between Mars and Saturn normally mars and saturn whenever any aspect with them is sort of a tension type of thing going on and and there's something action oriented there of course but with some tension or limitations and i think this this is interesting that you're talking about a creative end product here that um with those new things that we want to mobilize back to our theme you know mobilize for the new year here with mars that saturn comes in and says okay you know, yeah, I'm I'm there to help you create something, inspiration and and bring depth to it. But we need to we need to think about limitations again, back to the Sabian symbols, back to our limitations, because that's what Saturn represents. But also to be disciplined in that with the, when we set the, mobilize for these new goals for this year, Saturn's saying, OK, to be creative, you need to be a little bit disciplined and, and, and not just set goals for what just because it's the new year here. Um, so it's helping us to be more to actually have a concrete focus product. Yeah. yeah
1: oh I love it and I'm so Liz. glad you had brought up before and we'll Liz but with Mars because Mars is also in this other um, deep internal part go ahead Liz
3: well I just want to say that it gives a, an example of how you know there can be some change and tension but then now there's supportive, you know, like it's like the chart behind the chart, so to speak. It's like there's different And it's up to that, you. Right. It's these different layers of energy that are supportive of all of us.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And really with Mars, what it is a task. It's so internal that, yes, we can play around. But while we're playing around, we are trying to figure out some deep stuff because we're dealing with those outer planets, Uranus, of sudden inspiration, uh, with, well, inspiration with with Neptune. And so that really gears up with how are we working on our wounds and how is all that placement about past, present, future coming in. Because the other thing is with our alliances with Juno and our values with Chiron, it it's big. Should we and I
2: yeah, and I'm, if I may really quickly here, might point out the importance also. We haven't talked about Juno too much, but that's sort of again, the relationships is sort of the elephant in the room here, uh, that mm-hmm. it's in Virgo and it's uh, quintiling that north node uh, that we're talking about there and so there again there's this again looking at relationships creativity for this year and and whether we do we do it ourselves with these new new mobilizing these new uh, goals or do we do it with somebody else with uh, Juno and Virgo Ooh,
1: evaluating good point so we can play with that that's like, yes, it might be very internal, but we have avenues. We need to take action. That's why Mars is so crucial here. Liz brought up a wonderful new, rare celestial event. It's occultation, occultation rather. That means a change, a phasial change. Of the star Betelgeuse, it's a dying star. It happened to be right, but it's there still. The light is coming forth and it is alive And it's in Gemini, the very end of Gemini, 29 degrees and four minutes. Happens to be on my midheaven, my Uranus, and my Venus that are all out of bounds. Thank you. And let's hear it. Go ahead, Liz.
3: Um, The asteroid Leona will occult Betelgeuse because it'll block out the light. And um, Betelgeuse used to be the second brightest star in the Orion constellation, but I know that the light is fading. Um, it's the shoulder of the giant, or also referred to the red giant. It represents martial honor and wealth. It's the nature of Mars and Mercury, and it's you can observe it from Asia, Southern Europe, Florida Keys, and Mexico. what
1: does it mean? Go ahead, tell us. Thank
2: you.
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's like I, it's just a rare occurrence. So um, I think, you know, the military stuff. I think it'll bring up some stuff that, for them to be in integrity within themselves.
1: Ooh, Justin, Did you have a?
3: Thought? No, I lived, No, I think Liz covered. It. Well,
1: you know, I think to have all these input of our tribe is like we've got the jury out, and we're part, and we're the judge of our own manifestation. So blessings to everybody. May your visions just be bountiful and full of abundance, and with cause. We happy love you dearly. Day.
2: Happy yes. holidays, happy Hanukkah, oh. and happy New Year. See and you next we'll start year. The
1: New Year, yep, together. Hallelujah. Okay.
0: Thank you, Nathan. Thank you for joining an insightful conversation on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests awaken consciousness by connecting soul growth patterns with astrology's energetic cycles. Be sure to tune in next Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific time, to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.